And happy Father's Day Thank you. to the sexiest father I've ever known. Whoa. Whoa, let's start over. <laughs> Happy Father's Day weekend to you, Cody Dre, the best of all dads. Wow, thank you. You're so welcome. Uh, thanks for helping me co-host this week along with Wade. Yeah, it was a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Fatherhood is something that is very common. Anyone can be a dad, literally. I mean, you can just... You anyone just can be a dad like anywhere. That, no, right. but to be a good dad and to actually father is a very special thing and there's yeah. nothing like it and it is so needed across the universe mm -hmm. uh, there is a million people out there and you know a lot of them who just need a good dad presence in their life and it makes all the difference i'm one of those people but you are yeah. one of those people <laughs> you're right there are yeah and um you've received a lot of that in your life mm -hmm. um and now i'm watching you turn around and give that to our kids and to other people so this week we touch on fatherhood. We talk about the unique experiences, the things that these guys have learned about themselves as they have been fathers, the holes that were left in their lives mm -hmm. from fathering without fathers. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, a bit of your story comes out in that way. Yeah, it was, uh, I can't say fun necessarily, but it was interesting to talk about this, you know, just like reflect on it and then hear things from Wade's perspective, who's someone I really respect and look up to as well. So it was, uh, it was good. I think it was a good thing to kind of process through and, and reflect on for sure. Right. And you have just announced that you guys are also doing, um, an adventure Sela, which is, Woo! yeah, I'm so excited. I'm it's so like excited, a, yeah. just a holistic, healthy getaway. And we'll have more information on that later. But if you guys are curious at all, on going on that outing with Waiter Cody, will you drop us a DM, send us a text or a message, and we will get you all of the information for that. Yes, I'm so excited. Please let us know if you're interested. It's going to be an amazing time. So definitely, and there'll be more to come on that as well. Yeah, space is limited, and there'll be more to come in the future, but get right in on that. Okay, guys, if you are a dad or you have a dad, Enjoy this episode. Also, call your dad, text your dad, and tell him how much you love him. Maybe not you, but other people. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're, we are coming up on um, Father's Day this weekend. So I have wow. Cody and Wade here to co-host with me tonight. And we're going to get started. Cody has his wild orange tea. Wade has his... Turmeric vitality. His vitality tea. So we're set. Cheers. Thanks, guys, for joining me. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks. Um, so I also, I'm curious to know, I have a couple of questions for you guys. You both have four kids. You're both fantastic, committed fathers. Um, let's just start with this. How has just being a dad shaped you since having your first child? We can start with um, Cody. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Um, I think it's shaped me in a lot of ways um, and still is, you know, because it's sort of 
I think being a parent evolves, you know, as your kids get older and as you have more kids and as you have more obligations in your life too. But I think it helps. It shaped me to question what matters to me, like what's important to me and what I want to be in my kids' lives and not in my kids' lives. And like, what do I believe? What do I not believe? What do I want my kids to believe? Like it's really helped me to sort of validate, I guess, and prioritize what matters to me and what my goals are for my life. So whether that's like spiritually or just even in simple day-to-day things like with health or things like that. So I think it's helped me to kind of define what do I want and what do I want to uh, be for my kids. It sounds like everything almost. It shaped like every part of you. Yeah. In a way. Wade, what would you say? Um, well, I would say that it, I've been humbled over and over again at God's graciousness. Every time I see something good come from my kids, I feel like there's no way that happened because I'm a good enough or dedicated enough father, mm-hmm. which is really, it's taken me a long time. Um, I mean, we, I only have a 13 year old, so I've only been a parent. I mean, my oldest is 13. Um, and so I've only been a parent for 13 years and, and to be honest, sometimes speaking about parenting, I feel like, um, I'm still on a major journey and I don't even know, uh, how this whole thing is going to land, but God's grace in the midst of it has been the biggest message for me because so much of what I grew up with and my perspective on parenting was if I do everything right which is a list of things, then my kids will turn out well and go to heaven. But that puts a huge burden on parents and especially on dads too. And to just sit back and go, you know what? If my kids turn out awesome, it's going to be by the grace of God and not because anything I did. And when they go through bumps in the road, it's a burden that only he can carry. So I feel like it's made me recognize that I am bankrupt and that I need Jesus. And that has been really healthy for me. And then each stage, um, it's like it happens almost all over again. So every time my kids get through, you know, like we we have a wide span. So we have a four-year-old right now. We have a seven-year-old. We have a 10-year-old and we have a 13-year-old. And every stage, I feel like I'm starting over. Right now, my 13-year-old and just that stage he's in, um, it's like I'm scared all over again. And God reminds me all over again, you need me. You got to pray through these moments. But I agree with Cody, too. Like, it just reprioritizes things. There's a lot of, of what I see my son emulate that I go, oh, no, that's the bad stuff for me that I don't want him to emulate. And, but then that gives you the, the, the perspective, I think, where you're willing to give space for them to, to, to let God do what he's going to do in their lives and um, not try to micromanage it so much and just, okay, God, you develop him into what you want to develop him into. Um, or my, my 10 year old be faithful. Um, I don't want to look at mistakes. I think I've made with my 13 year old and try to correct them with my 10 year old. And then, Freya is the only little girl that we have. And so then I'm all freaked out sometimes about how, 
how do I treat my baby girl? I mean, just so much of it is like, okay, Lord, it's just gotta be you. And I just want to pray over these kids. I want to give these kids to you. And then when something really good happens, I want to praise you. And when something very difficult or some stage they're going through, that's hard for us and hard for them. I want to continue to just give them back to you. So, yeah. Yeah. I just feel like it's a really good um, place for, for me to be as a Christian because it just keeps me dependent on Jesus. Sure. Yeah. And I think something, you know, I was thinking of you were talking there too. It, it really does force you to be humble and consider your own, your own heart and your actions behind things because like each, you know, each of your kids' personalities are so different, mm-hmm. but also like you realize that the principles and the values that you're teaching them that, they're also looking back to you to sort of reciprocate the same, the same value, the same heart, the same things that you're trying to teach them. And mm-hmm. it sort of is like this almost built in accountability and you have to humble yourself a lot too. Yeah. And, uh, you know, someone said recently, like no child was saved through good parenting and no child was lost through bad parenting. And that mm-hmm. eye opening for me and takes like you said takes a lot of the pressure off of like I've got to be perfect I got to be the perfect dad and raise them perfectly with perfect values and perfect everything for them to succeed or go to heaven or do well like, right takes a lot yeah. of sort of pressure off yeah yeah you feel like some of our discipleship um with the way that we grew up and I, I think it's our whole generation in the church that it's like if you do a b c d and e and and some of those things are very good things but we made it a litmus like if you're or we made it like this pattern like if you just do this if you homeschool your kids and if you raise them in the church and if you you know don't have tv in your house or like whatever the things may be there's a list of things that a lot of times we put on that that that'll be the the design that's that's the framework to get your kids to turn out um as good citizens for the kingdom and and see them go to heaven it's just like over and over again, I, I feel like that's putting everything back on us instead of, okay, Lord, you've just got to show us with each kid. And you're right, Cody, they're all so unique. I don't, I find myself as a dad often trying to be consistent, but sometimes that consistency can turn into trying to treat each child the same way. And it just doesn't work. You, you, I have you know, kids who are more sensitive and those who need to be talked to and discipline sometimes is a little bit different. And yeah, it's just, it's just the Lord and the Holy spirit needing to lead you. And also trusting that, you know what, it may not look like every other Christian family. God may be doing something different in our family and he's still faithful. And even if we make a mistake um, or we, we, we decide later that how we really, maybe that wasn't the right thing. God's gracious enough to finish the work that he started in them. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So that leads me to, um, really you guys are both kind of part walking out something that a lot of people are, which is parenting. I mean, you're fathering in a really dedicated way, but you, both of you don't have dads. Uh, Wade, your dad was killed in an accident. Were you in middle school? Just before middle school. I was grade school, heading into my middle school years. Yep. What a time. And um, Cody's dad has been just struggled with addiction and incarcerated for most of his 
life. And when he was out, just could not make the choices to be a safe father. So different circumstances, but both I'm curious since it is so common for all of these dads with young kids to not have a template or not have a dad to pick up the phone and call for advice. Um, Maybe Wade, you go first, something quickly that is good maybe that's made you more intentional because of your absence of a father made you be like sharpened your senses and maybe something that's bad that's left a deficit and a hole in your parenting that you have to think about extra and then maybe Cody after after you Wade um well this is gonna sound probably kind of cliche and cheesy but I really do feel like God filled in the gaps and has brought me into the family of Christ and the body of Christ, where there's a lot of godly men who, um, your dad being one Lou, who have set a good example for me. And probably as much as I loved my dad, I probably actually have better male examples to look at because I got got saved and brought into the body of Christ. Mm -hmm. So I don't know that I actually would be a better dad if you're around. And that's a really hard thing to say because I miss him and I would have loved to have had him. I mean, I idolized him. He was my baseball coach. He was um, every, you know, I always wanted him to be pleased, uh, whether it was sports or just a a job I did in the yard, um, running a wrench to him as he was working on his motorcycles. I mean, I wanted my dad to, to just, I adored him. I, he was my superhero. I wanted him to be so proud of me all the time. So I, I respect him and I miss him every day. And I still think about him, certain songs or smells or just memories bring him back. And I realize, yeah, I am sad. I wish I did have him in my life. However, I just trust God and his faithfulness so much that I truly believe um, that he took my dad at a time when my dad knew Jesus. And then he gave me something I would have never had Um, unfortunately my dad was not a real consistent man in the Lord. He had a lot of his own addiction issues and, um, had been through multiple divorces. And I don't know that he would have been a great example. Um, but I think the guys, the men that the Lord has brought into my life have been that example. So I would say that I, I actually think my parenting or my, me being a father may be better because of that. And that's just God's graciousness. I do sometimes feel like, oh man, I would love some advice right now um, just from my dad and not necessarily from, um, you know, the, the men in my life who've been like father figures, but ultimately I still land with, thank you, Lord, you've given me much more than I deserve. So uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know that I have, I'm sorry, it doesn't really answer the question well, but I don't really know that I have like this testimony of because I didn't have a dad, I've had to work really hard at figuring out how to be a dad because I've had so many good father examples who've been willing to give me advice and go before me in the church, you know? Yeah, no, that's whatever is the true answer is the right answer. Yeah, it's really good. And it's, and it's encouraging for people who have had an absence of a dad to know that there are other places that the gaps will be filled. Well, yeah. And I'll just say, I know we need to make it kind of short and let Cody go, but I I'll just say that like 
what other, for me, I can't imagine that if I didn't have fellowship in the body of Christ, some of the men that I have in my life, I would not naturally hang out with men 20, 30 years older than me, not multiple different men who have, you know, have raised some of them, their children and their grandchildren. And I just don't think people get to tap into that outside of um, the robustness of fellowship in the body of Christ. And I, I'm just so blessed by that. Yeah, you're right. What would you say, Code? Um, you know, I can relate to a lot of what Wade said. I think that for me, as especially as a younger parent, I think a lot of decisions for me were made out of insecurity and fear of being like my dad, maybe, but also not having any kind of clear guidance or direction on from like a, uh, a solid parent from when I was young, you know, because uh, I did have my real dad was completely absent in my life. Um, but I did have in and out, you know, kind of other stepdads or boyfriends that my mom had in my life that were, I would say none of them probably good role models. Uh, or male figures in my life that I could look back on and say, like, I really learned uh, quality, good values from them on how to be a parent. So I think a lot of my parenting, especially as an early parent, was I know what I don't want. Um, I don't want to be, uh, you know, this way or that way. I don't want to be abusive. I don't want to be like my dad. I don't want to have the same tendencies that I know I'm capable of. Um, so a lot of it was out of not just not wanting to be like that, but, but, but pretty much not, not much more depth to it than that. And I think as I've gotten older, you know, and through counseling and just, um, I think maturity and having other sort of mentors in my life have that's evolved to a degree um, and still is, you know, like it's an ever evolving thing, I think. I have one specific moment I remember in counseling, kind of working through with the counselor of um, this process of like trying to trying to sort of cope with what I should have had in a dad as a child, and then sort of reconciling that with Jesus's love for me, and and really understanding how much Jesus loves me, and I think that has helped me as well as a dad um, to sort of have a different perspective and to understand God's grace and his love for me and to view that through being a father as well to my own kids. I think that's changed my perspective. So instead of parenting out of insecurity or just what I don't want to actually having more like a more healthy perspective on it. But yeah, I think along the lines of what Wade said, um, although our situations are, are different, you know, I think having my dad around probably would have been worse than better. You know, he was abusive and, you know, addicted to drugs and all kinds of things, you know, that were, and he was a very extreme personality. So I think having him around, um, probably would have taken me down a much worse path. And instead God, uh, opened up a door, uh, for me to have, I think better role models in my life. And then also, I think it also set me on a journey to search for more what I thought 
uh, the truth was and what was right instead of having been imprinted uh, by my dad in that sense. Mm -hmm. put, put me on a journey, especially through my 20s of like trying to figure out what I actually wanted, you know, to, in being a parent. Right. Yeah, I think that's the, the what you touched on there, I will say is the one thing that has been a negative for me is I have tried, I, there are some insecurities for sure, not having a dad throughout middle school and high school. And in my early twenties, I found myself wanting really desperately to please older men in my life. Yeah. And that might mean that the face of Jesus turned in to somebody else that, you know, some other male figure I put on the face of Jesus. And I just, if they were okay with me and they thought I was doing good, then God thought I was doing good. And right. that was an unhealthy thing. As far as carrying that into parenting, it sometimes allowed me to justify certain things as long as it was approved by older men in my life that later on, I felt like the Lord was saying, I have something different for you and what I want you to do with your kids with Tobin or with Julian or with Freya or with wife. And some of that is still happening where, where it's like, no, you need to let go of that. That was a man speaking into your life. And as I'm showing you by the spirit through the word, I'm doing something different. And, and even if it means these men that you've looked up to all your life are a little displeased um, or maybe don't approve, I need you to trust that what I'm doing is what I'm doing. And for the most part, if it is from the Lord, I, I feel like godly people do get on board or they can help validate it. But I think it's been a problem for me. I, I please men sometimes before pleasing God because of it. Right. right. I, can that. Um, I guess that leads me to my last couple of questions, which are just like, aside from parenting and pouring into your kids, how do you and are you receiving fathering? or like almost reparenting yourself? And you may have already answered these questions, but does anything come to mind for that? You wanna go first, Cody? Yeah, um, I think I do specifically with my oldest, with Whitaker. I think I try to reparent myself through him. I think because there's certain, certain things about him that remind me of myself. Um, so I think I think that that's something that I've done. Um, and I try to guard against, you know, for sure. It's, but I know that that's been a challenge for me because I think of, I think it's maybe thinking of what I didn't have or what I should have had and wanting the best for him. Um, but I think it can become healthy, obviously, um, and unbalanced. Right. And, and how do you feel like you effectively receive like a, fathering in your life you know that's a tough question to answer I I think that kind of like along lines with what saying, I really can relate with seeking approval from older men in any setting you know school work uh, church any setting just wanting approval for on any level you know or anything really um, and being eager to please in that sense so I don't know that I've received parenting in a healthy way. I think that that is something that has been more reconciled by sort of a maturing with my relationship with God mm -hmm. and trying to understand or really recognize the yeah. love that God has for me. And I think that's the only way that I've been able to really receive yeah. that 
in a healthier way. Well, how would you say receive fathering from God? Like in a, in a sentence or two. Um, I think just accept knowing that he accepts me for how I am, that I don't have to uh, gain his approval through any achievement. Yeah. What about you, Wade? It, it's been different transitions. I feel like um, for my early parenting, I was being fathered a lot by the older men in the church. But, you know, as you get older, it starts transitioning to where you become somebody who's, you know, you're like, wow, I'm one of the adults now. And then pretty soon you're like, wow, I'm starting to hit my mid forties. I'm one of the somewhat older adults around. Um, And so for a long time, it was sometimes good and sometimes bad. I was fathered by the physical older men around me. And there were three or four really influential men in, in the church that I felt like were, I always wanted to please. And I always went to for advice and it was really good. It could be really healthy. And then there were times where it was like, no, Jesus needed to be God. The father needed to be my father. Jesus needed to be my, my bridegroom. I needed to lean more into him and have a personal relationship than doing it through these men. And then as I got, as I get older now, I find myself actually being, you know, ultimately, as you said with Cody there, like trusting that God likes me, (laughs) trusting that God loves me and that he is a good father who gives good gifts to his children. And I am one of his children that he, it's not like he's just putting up with me. And I don't know why I know I'm not the only one. I don't know why we do this, but because it's really easy for us to get performance based and if certain things aren't going well or we 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 multiply the negative things in our lives we we magnify them so much that we think how could i be liked how could i be loved and i can see it for everyone else but not myself but just being convinced that he he does love me and he is a good father towards me and he speaks to me and he provides for me and he's a protection for me and oh that's pouring into me every day and just spending time with jesus every day But I do also find from the human aspect that now I'm actually allowing myself to kind of be fathered by peers a little bit. Um, There's a group of men that we get together and have breakfast on Saturdays, and we have just really good open conversations. We disagree about a lot of things, but I so respect them that there's a lot of times I don't think they even realize it, but they are pouring into me kind of like a father would. And I really love the richness of that. It's just weird because I think sometimes in our minds, we think it has to be an older man. It has to be an experienced person that would be like a father figure. But I'm finding out that some of my peers are kind of loving me and pouring into me like a a father. And I think I into them as well. And that's, that's a sweet transition. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. I think I know, I mean, you are not old enough to be Cody's father by any means, but I know you've been that for him too. So. Yeah, absolutely. I'll speak for him and say that. Thank you. I, I think the theme I'm hearing out of this with every point that we've hit is just like the importance of fellowship and community and standing in the gaps for each other. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So maybe start back with Wade and this is our last question. If you could just give Um, an overall pitch if you're talking to a young dad who 
has not been in the dad game very long or is about to become a dad, what encouragement would you speak over him? You first then mm. Cody. Mm. Well, I, my first step with any new dad who's, you know, got their first child or they're just starting a young family would be to just pray with them. Um, because it's so easy to come in and be, you know, somebody who's experienced at least like for me, 13 years of parenting and, and feel like you've got a lot of great advice and you just need Jesus and you need to trust him. But I would ultimately say that when you're committed to the mission of parenting, it can be such a joy. When you start getting more committed to yourself and your agenda, it becomes an absolute chore and you begin to become resentful. And so not that you have to lose your self-identity or that you can't still pursue things for yourself, but be committed as a missionary to your kids to just showing them um, more, more than important than a structured system that you think might work really well to uh, get them saved. Like if you do A, B, C, and D, as we talked about earlier, but just show them and live out something really beautiful in your relationship with Jesus. Cause most kids are going to get to a place where they will wander at some point. They're all my 13 year old, all of a sudden doesn't think dad is right about anything and that's okay. I am going to just show him Jesus so that when he comes back around and he decides that maybe dad was right about some things, I'm hopeful that when he comes back around, he'll say, wow, I got to see dad live out a, relationship with Jesus that was real and there was fruit from it and I can't deny some of the sweet things that God was doing and that's I think the advice I would give a young father mm-hmm. what about you Cody just say something that you mm-hmm. wish you would have heard or someone would have said to you when you were starting out which we still are we don't have to oh my gosh yeah yeah I definitely don't think I'm someone to ask this question to but um I think I think um, I, I think a big thing that if I could maybe go back and tell myself would be to have patience and grace and just enjoy each phase that your kids are in and show them love, like just really be loving and kind to them. Um, just thinking of like Jesus's love for us, you know, and showing them Jesus's love and really praying that over them as well um as to like be an example i guess i think that maybe i think back with our oldest and like some of the expectations we had when he was really little it was, was ridiculous ridiculous like, yeah. of the hopes that we had for milestones and like standards that anyone you know and it's just like and it seems so dumb now uh and irrelevant so i think to just kind of be in the moment and enjoy each phase that your your kids are in when they're there and trying to understand them and, and just love them and show them the love of Jesus, I think is is all I would say. But I by no means have things figured out or know what I'm doing. But um, that's what I would maybe tell myself if I were starting over again. Yeah. Well guys, thank you for doing this with me. You are two of the gold standard dad you really are and 
your kids have won the lottery. So I'm really thankful to know you. Oh, thank you, Lou. That's so sweet.